When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. So before I get into the main topic today, talking about precious metals, uh, silver, uh, $20 in 2020 and whatnot, all of that. A quick reminder for, for all of you that are still listening on YouTube, which is still the majority of you guys, but but I'm still going to keep bugging you guys about switching over to podcast format. There's a link below in the comment section. I've given plenty of reasons in terms of, of me being sick with the YouTube algorithm, their ad revenue split, their silencing of... of uh, of a lot of creators uh, through shadow bans, demonetization, removal of videos and channels, uh, even if it's not my own content, even if I don't always agree with those voices. It's still stuff that I think deserves to be heard. And and podcasts are growing. Podcasts uh, in, in 2009 is anywhere from 10 to 11% of people reported. They had listened to a podcast in the last month. Uh, Ten years later, roughly, the most recent data is showing it's, it's up to like 30-something percent that have listened to it in the last month, right? Podcasts are on the move and I want to move as much there as possible. I'm not leaving YouTube. That's not at all in the works, but I do want to see as many of you guys as possible in the podcast world. So again, in the comment section, links to myself on, on Apple podcasts, as well as Spotify, but, but I'm on most major podcast platforms, but getting into today's topic, uh, silver $20 in 2020. What do you guys think of that? Is, is that clickbait? Is that too Bullish? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, right now, silver sitting just shy of eighteen dollars an ounce. Uh, Twenty nineteen was a good year for silver. You know, if you're looking at year to date, uh, we're talking about a move up from around fifteen dollars all the way up to around eighteen dollars. In fact, in uh, in May it was it was as low as around fourteen fifty, even lower than that, around May or June. Uh, up around eighteen dollars. Not a bad year in terms of percentage change. We're talking about a fifteen percent. A gain on the year, right? If you're looking one year ago, it's over 16% gain. But $20 still remains elusive. If $20 is, is really just kind of a key psychological level, maybe a key technical level, right? Uh, but but for gold, I mean, it's been a bit of a different story. Gold broke through that 1350, 1360 range that was resistance for so long. Broke above 1400. Broke above 1500. In fact, I want to say the high might have been above 1550 for gold and it's pulled back like silver had um but but it's still you know making a move to the upside you know even just over the last couple of days silver though was only able to muster about 1950 which it did not hold for very long at all it didn't even hold 19 dollars for very long before it slipped back below 18 uh, below 19 and ultimately below 18 even below 17 dollars an ounce not all that long ago so 20 dollars in 2020 I think that's a, I'm going to be, I don't know, I don't think it's that bold of a prediction, but but I'm going to be bold and say that it's it's happening in 2020. $20 silver in 2020 is happening. It's not just because of the 20s or anything like that. I'm not getting into numerology or anything like that. I'm just saying that that if you look at the factors going into this, even just the seasonality that we're seeing right now in, in, in the first part of, of 2020, what we're seeing at the end of 2019 in the first part of 2020, bullish for silver. 
if you're seeing what happens in in uh, in terms of Fed policy, lower interest rates, monetization of debt, QE, injections of liquidity, bullish for precious metals. If uh, the Fed keeps this whole thing alive, this this economic so-called recovery or or the bull market in stocks, still fairly bullish for precious metals, right? Because of what that's going to require. And, and, you know, at some point, you know, I'll put it this way, you know, a, a big, strong, I guess, belief of mine, and it's not so much a belief as it is based on data, is that inflation is, is vastly underreported, right? And so we have to ask ourselves at some point, you know, if the stock market is going up, throw a number out there, 10% a year, and everyone's talking about how great of a return that is because inflation is 2%, but inflation is actually like 5%. Right? And it's actually more like a 5% return, and that all of a sudden sounds not so great. How do we then talk people into saying that that silver and gold are a good investment? Like, yeah, they've done well. They've, they've outpaced inflation in, in 2019. But if you look at them over the last uh, you know, five years, going back to 20, uh, 2014, the end of 2014 and whatnot, I mean, silver is basically sideways. That's a five-year period. And if inflation is actually 5%, you know, that's, that's not a cumulative 25% inflation. That's an even greater than 25% inflation over that time period because, because of the way that that kind of works, right? And yet silver is sideways as a whole. And so where's, you know, what, where is this? There's a bit of a disconnect sometimes. And, and I think that the conclusion that we should come to is, is not that somehow inflation isn't 5%. I think the data shows that it is. If you look at the price of, of most things, um, it, the big ones are things like education, healthcare, housing, uh, but there's other ones as well, including like transportation, uh, vehicles, um, a lot of, of goods in terms of uh, food and, and, and consumer goods and whatnot have increased uh, pretty regularly on average. Uh, you know, the estimate is sort of 5%. Some people would even say higher than that, such as, you know, John Williams from, from Shadow Stats, right? And a lot of it is just underreported because of, I think, dishonesty, uh, lack of integrity. The official, you know, reasons would be, of course, changes in, in methodology and calculating inflation and whatnot, but, but it's bogus, right? And so how come silver and gold haven't caught up to that, especially silver at this point in time? Well, I think, again, the conclusion shouldn't be that inflation is not 5%, nor should it be that silver is not going to catch up, nor should it be that silver and gold are just completely and utterly at the whims of, of the, the market riggers, J.P. Morgan or the, the LBMA or, or whoever. I think there's more to it than that. Yes, manipulation has and continues to occur in the precious metals market. I don't think that's the end of the story, though. And that's why I don't always mention it, maybe as much as I should, because so many people latch on to that and say that everything's rigged, but it's not. It's not entirely rigged. Everything is, to some extent, manipulated, I think. Interest rates, precious metal. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The stock market, the bond market, there's, there's no free market. 
That's what we're looking for. And there's no free market. It's, it's manipulated through, through uh, legal and, and certainly less than legal ways. But I, again, I don't think the conclusion we should come to is that somehow that's always going to be the case. And so what I'm looking for here, if anything, is first of all a catch-up for, for silver and for gold in relation to inflation. You know, if you look back to 2000, it's been able to do that, right? But if you look over the last five years, uh, silver, again, is basically sideways, right? And so I'm looking for it to catch up to inflation. And that's just, you know, the first of, of these reasons for why I think silver is going to move above 2020. Because obviously, who cares about fundamentals like inflation when it comes to, to a hedge against inflation like silver and gold? Obviously, that's, that's sarcasm. But, but there's also technical reasons. Gold and silver had pretty key breakouts in 2019, especially gold. Um, I think they're both going to continue to rise in this world of increasingly, uh, increasingly uh, negative interest rates. You know, a world of an increasing amount of of, of, of negative yielding uh, sovereign and even now corporate debt. Um, in this world of increasing Fed and and, and uh, central bank and, and central government intervention into markets and whatnot, and that's all bullish for silver and gold, right? And so, you know, $20, it, it seems like such a far cry. It seems like such a distant memory. You know, we, we topped it in 2016, uh, largely on the backs of, of Brexit. But other than that, you know, it hasn't been t- above $20 since, I want to say, like 2014, right? It seems like such a far cry from where we're at. And yet we're only at $18. We're talking about a $2 move to the upside, right? We're talking about the gold-to-silver ratio dropping by by you know, a couple points from where it's at right now, you know, north of 80, probably like 85 to 1, right? And so it's totally within the realm of possibility, and that's why I'm saying that. It's, it's well, it's not just in the realm of possibility. I'm not going to say it's a done deal, but I'm pretty confident that we'll see $20 silver in 2020. If not early 2020, then then later on in 2020, you know, when the Fed, you know, if the Fed doesn't, uh, if they, they uh stop the printing presses of QE and whatnot by the end of quarter one, well, I, I have pretty strong conviction they'll have to start them up again if they don't want to you know, let everything fall apart. Lower interest rates, that's that's coming eventually, right? More and more people realize that the Fed is there to, to not just spark inflation, which is already high, not just to keep unemployment low or keep stock market afloat, but, but also to to monetize debt, to fund the U.S. government, right? That's That's hugely positive for precious metals, right? And so, you know, I think there's just so many factors in play right now that are positive for silver and gold. Not always on the basis of fundamentals like so, uh, physical supply and demand, not always on the basis of, of even inflation, but even inflation expectations because of, of more and more negative yielding debt or because of, of Fed and, and central bank policies or whatever it is. Um, there's a ton of positive fundamentals, ton of positive, uh, I guess, transitory factors that, that I think are, are positive for silver and gold currently and will continue to be so for, for much of 2020. Uh, I, I think it's extremely possible we could see above $30 silver in 2020, right, if the momentum is there, right? And so I think $20 silver, it's a key number. I think we're going to see it in 2020. Uh, it, it's just a matter of, of when, is it going to be in the you know, first couple months or is it, are we going to have to hold out to maybe after summertime or maybe sometime during the summer? It's hard to say. Maybe around election time, depending on 
who it looks like is, is going to win or, or what how that all pans out. It's hard to say, but I think it's coming in 2020. I have a pretty strong conviction of this. And, uh, you know, do do with that what you will. Obviously, I'm not trying to, to push uh, fear of missing out or, or um, pump up silver and gold or anything like that. Uh, a call for $20 silver in 2020 is actually pretty conservative um, by, by many uh, individual standards, whether it be by viewers or other YouTube and podcasters or even by my own standards. You know, $20 silver is not that big of a deal, but it is a pretty key psychological level to top. And, and I think we're not far away from that at all. So stay tuned, I guess, for that. You know, it, does this mean you need to buy it now? Well, I don't know. I tend to think that the time to start buying for the average person was was a long time ago. Uh, certainly, eighteen dollars silver is is more expensive than than where it was earlier in twenty nineteen or in twenty eighteen. Uh, but but I'm also not going to push you know that whole fear of missing out. I think there's still plenty of time to buy at a, at a reasonable price. Twenty dollars silver, I think, is still reasonable, all things considered. But but again, I I, I hope that you uh, enjoy this this viewpoint. Uh, I hope you enjoy my viewpoints enough to consider subscribing to me on the podcast world. Eh, YouTube's fine as well. Happy to have you guys wherever you are. But I've seen a huge, uh, I think, turnout of, of people switching to my podcast versus YouTube. And I'd love to have as many of you guys as possible pile on, get some real momentum behind my podcast. Uh, because that matters for, you know, other algorithms. I, I mean, Apple and, and other platforms, they have their own algorithms in terms of momentum, subscribers, listens, and whatnot. And and they recommend podcasts. So so get me recommended over there. You know, I, I think it's it's far less policed than it is here on YouTube. So... So why not make the most of that? So as always, I'd like to thank you guys, whether you're on YouTube or, or listen to me in the podcast world. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's podcast and God bless.